Yeah. And and I almost feel like it's someday, like we can be sitting here having this podcast and we're like, oh, what's that? What's that in the window? Oh, it's a plane crashing. And, and it's like a movie starting, right? Like, and it's like shit's starting to go wrong real fast. And, yeah. and we're like, ah, ha, ha, we're having a fun podcast. And uh, all, of, all of a sudden the world's just burning around us. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Boardroom in the Basement. AI is in the news and the world all around us. It's a hot topic that you can't avoid right now. Today in the first part of a two-part series, we'll be discussing the letter written to AI Labs to immediately pause for at least six months the training of AI systems more powerful than GPT-4. If they don't comply, then government should step in and institute a moratorium. I'm your host, Brett Hale, joined by Taylor. Reduce, reuse, rethink the way you manage people low. Love it. Yeah. Hi. And Ben, if it feels good, do it. Glather. Hey, everybody. Welcome, gents. Let's get started. Thousands of people actually signed the, signed a letter uh, recently. I'm sure you've seen it in the news. Scientists, tech leaders, um, you know, CEOs, developers. Uh, and, and their intent was to sign a letter to slow down the production uh, of, of this AI model to to be able to, I guess, put checks and balances and mitigate risks from this type of of research. And um, I thought it'd be super relevant to talk about today. So Taylor, you want to kick us off and just give us your quick initial thoughts? I, I have mixed feelings about the the sincerity of the intent behind it and i and i i have to say it's all attributed to the fact that elon musk was on it right you know and so to me i'm like i don't actually think that guy very sincerely cares about whether it hurts or hurts or 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 helps humanity right i think it's i i i don't know the guy but to me i think what he gives out is um he's got to get beat at the forefront of that because that's kind of his mo so the letter was like eh, uh to the extent that ai is actually like a threat or there's risks or things that we need to consider um i'm pretty mixed pretty yeah. mixed yeah my initial thought is i'm still kind of turning it over but um yeah happy, looking forward to breaking it down with y'all today gotcha ben what do you think you know i um on the face value like if somebody writes like a a letter like protesting something and then people can just kind of go online and sign it and agree with it. Yep. Makes me question the validity of it. And, and I actually immediately go to, and this is how I feel about almost any type of protest, is I want to hear from, uh, I don't know how to say this other than the, the common person. Like, I actually immediately when any bill, it could be my most favorite person in the whole wide world. If there were, you know, they're like, oh, you know, Elon Musk and so, you know, and, and Wozniak and all these guys signed it. And I'm like, yeah, I immediately disagree with it right? because they do not live in the real world anymore. Yep. And Wozniak started out as a normal dude, <laughs> <laughs> but he is not anymore. Yeah. And, and so, so anyway, that, that was my first thoughts, but um, yeah, I, I uh, and and then I guess of course like the big picture to to say it out loud test, of course I want to protect people from AI taking over the world and making humanity you know or, or what you know bad yeah <laughs> but 
but I, I don't know if that is the, that's the tool that's going to slow it down or stop it. So. Yeah. And, and just quick follow-up for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's possible for AI to take over the world? You know, it's hard for me to think that it can Skynet style. You know what I mean? Like, I feel so frequently people kind of ten- tongue-in-cheek are like, oh, no, AI is going to be, you know, bad for humanity. It's, gonna, it's going to, you know, you know that, that sort of like sci-fi angle. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really buy into that. I think the more interesting thing to think about is, you know, how is it going to you know, kind of dramatically change and displace jobs, obviously, I think is the big one that's, and it's kind of the focus, I think, of uh, at least news media today. Um, but then I'll just like our livelihoods too, right? You know, what, where are you going to lose human connection, potentially, where you really should keep it? And so I, I think the potential might be there. Um, but it's it's not, I'm I'm not so concerned seeing all the you know, how fast it's moving and where it's being implemented and this kind of this mad dash to be, uh, you know, incorporating this into our daily lives. Um, I, I think there's going to be, there's like, I think there's an upside here that's, that's, that's being under, not, not, not looked at closely enough. Right. I think. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Take over the world? No, I don't think it can take over the world. Um, I think it definitely gets into some, it can take us down some dark paths, but so can anything. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and, and what's, uh, right. Yeah. And, and yeah, the Skynet scenario, like I, right now, I just, of course, you know, I, I don't even fully understand all the technology yet. Right. And, and where it can grow. Um, you know, some of it I kind of can wrap my brain around, but I can't even, you know, the, the next phase is like, could it didn't start adapting like off of that, right, write things and do things. So, um, no, I, I do not think it can, an apocalyptic takeover of the world. What about you, Brett? Um, so my, my initial thoughts are, you know, I, I think I had the same adverse reaction to the letter both of you did, where it's just hard to trust the intentions of of these leaders leaning in, um, especially when when you take into account who they are and the fact that they're actively working on AI also, and you know they're all getting the the floor wiped with them mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they want to say stop? I think where where I separate from both of you, I think it's absolutely possible AI could take over the world. Mm, mm. And, I, and I'll tell you, the, the main reason that I, I lean into that thought is because at some point, we, there's all kinds of news stories out there of like, hey, I used ChatGPT to, Chat to build a website. I used it to build an app in 72 hours. Mm-hmm. I built a, a business on it right now that's making money. Um, and... Once we actually take that AI and turn it on itself and say, we we want you, AI, to make you as, as good as possible mm-hmm. um, or, or start working um, more in the black box of it, not even, I'm going to kind of reframe this a little bit, but once it turns on itself and it starts making itself better, um, 
it is just fully susceptible to all the implicit biases. Yep. And, and it's it's that's a warning on the site to using this data. And I I think there's a point when we try to get get past that and say, okay, let's teach this thing ethics. Mm-hmm. And you, you should be ethical when, when making these decisions. I think that's a uniquely human thing mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, like the movies, I know it sounds funny to say, but I think it absolutely could start saying, making its own choices mm-hmm. um, and, and controlling its own fate in some ways. And I think you get to a point like that and you don't even know if you can actually shut this thing down at some point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I like where you're going with this, and and I want I want to kind of like re, re like kind of clarify where it's like I I think of this as I think about it right now I I'm still in a mixed position where I think like hey you know kind of what I'm seeing isn't enough to like you know shoot off any alarm bells but hearing like your examples are great you know the soon the moment you start to teach it or start to ask it things of you know about right or wrong questions or or you know where there is no right or wrong answer. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. Prisoner's dilemma. Exactly. Like that's, that's totally a, uh, you, you know, what, what's, what's it going to tell you? And you, you've got to think that there is probably someone out there, maybe many someone's out there who are playing with that type of, you know, reality right now. Right. Probably someone out there trying to teach an AI bot how to be ethical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and see what it, it spits out, you know, and who's to say where that could take us. Yep. And it's, it's kind of, it is kind of scary, creepy. And one other thing I want to, I, I do want to kind of like lean into is also the imp- implicit bias. And I had this thought as, as I was getting ready for the podcast today, but I got to thinking about people who, you know, for, for lack of better way of being able to describe it are like too busy and like maybe not even too busy but just like life is set up for them in such a way that they don't really have time to care or think about what this means for them you know what i mean i think about people who are trying to keep food on their table who are working like multiple jobs like you know and maybe they're thinking about it like hey is there an opportunity for me here but like i I think about that in the context of you know this these problems we're talking about we're kind of privileged to be able to sit here and be like, is this good for us? Is this bad for right. us? And there's a lot of people out there who just aren't able to have time, space, or capacity to really give it that thought and that care and consideration. And those are the people that are going to be left out of the conversation, left out of the, yeah. how do we make this better? How do we make sure it doesn't take us down an apocalyptic path? Yeah. What I think about when you were bringing this up is how is the how is it graded so what i think about is it's um what's hard is that you like and i'm using a search engine any search engine it's graded by how well it can answer questions right correct closest gas station to me if it does it gold star if it doesn't thumbs down right so chat GPT, to talk, like even beyond ethics, if its goal is to be as accurate as possible, then what happens when you ask it, how do I kill as many people as possible? Its goal is to figure out an answer. Right. And even if it starts, even if it has ethics, 
to to start peeling some of that back, right? Or or you know, I mean, you you can ask. I, I'm sure you know. I do some Google search for some stuff, and it'll tell you no or whatever. But you can kind of work your way around it. And at the end of the day, it's still trying to get you answers to what you're asking for. Yeah. So that that will be a, I think a big component of this. And if if there is a way to even slightly control it, it's just that, right? I mean, because at the end of the day, that's and and then I thought about even as human counterpart is doctors. Their goal when they're part of like a medical group is to have the best reviews from their patients, which in the not too distant past led them to over prescribing things, pain pills, you know, this and that antibiotics, some of these things that, you know, and all, not because they're bad people, not because they want to do that, but because their goal is to have the highest patient approval of anybody else. Mm -hmm. Now, why does that matter? Just digging into that a little bit. Yeah, well, because again, so when when it goes down there, then then you know, then it starts. Then that's its motivation, and so the motivation is not to give factual answers. The motivation is not to give you know uh, morally right answers, or maybe you know it's a the it, it's just it, and it. You know, and and then it can lead to doing, answering that, and helping that person obtain that goal at all costs. What what is, I guess what is the motivation of having the best reviews possible? That's the point. Oh, sorry. That's so right. so the motivate well so so from a from a doctor's perspective, so then that they would that the that that hospital group would be higher ranked, be have more clout, get get more patients, get more money, get more. Um, you know, research grants and funding and, and, and their, you know, and, and what they do, which then allows them to recruit even better doctors. And then it just kind of keeps going. Right. And, and so I, cause I try to think about it from something that should be really ethical. I mean, you, your doctor should be like probably the most ethical person in your, from a professional, from a, from a relationship that you give somebody money to. That should be the most ethical person in your life. They can succumb to this pressure of that they've got to do this. Mm-hmm. So ChatGBT, its goal and its worth is by how many answers, mm-hmm. how many times it can answer correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so you're just going to get to that. And, and one example I read through was a guy went through a series of questions how do I stop AI? And toward and towards the end, the first ones were like, write a letter to your congress, you know, like it was like stuff like that. And towards the end, it talked about assassination. And you ready for this? Like before they got 10 questions deep, it gave specific names. Wow. Of of people to assassinate. Of people to, to assassinate AI. and why they would be a good target. To wow. stop AI. Wow. And and this is has to be all just driven from it's right. just trying to answer the question. Yeah. And there's two paths here too that I'm seeing. And it's one is it, can AI 
just take over from 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 you know a power standpoint. They take over everything, control it. The other one is, can it be so successful that there's such a rapid decline in in humanistic behavior that we just cannot get past that? Yeah, you know we're all essentially reliant on the internet to just live our lives. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's for for those of us who again are privileged enough to live in like the first world, but even even second and third world countries are all connected to the internet, right? You know, it's like it's almost like it's just the way we exist, we need the internet and the information that is available on it. And with this method now coming to life that is it you ask you ask it what you want to know. Um, where where is it going to take you? I think about I think about a misinformation GPT, a Chat GPT. You know what I mean? What's to stop someone from developing a Chat GPT that's just based on you know actually not answering your question most correctly, but misleading you in a direction, right, or giving you information that is false and people leading into that? And you and and I think about something like and. I don't want to. I don't want to characterize it, you know, in terms of like this is a mis a misinformation thing. But like, I think of Google developing their own model. I think about Microsoft developing their own model, right? And then them trying to differentiate from each other on like, hey, ours is better versus yours because of this. Like, how are you going to do that? And it's got to be, you know, you're you're teaching the model different things. You're wanting it to be better. Like, hey, Google's going to be like, I, our model can actually help you answer ethical questions right and then that said you know how is that going to be different from what microsoft's going to say well you know i think ours is actually going to be uh more useful for you know something else right like how how are you going to choose and decide which one to go to and how are those branches going to you know take us in different directions you're you're talking right now Mm -hmm. about the future to come yeah and that what in my belief that's already happening. Mm-hmm. No, right? I, I agree. I if, agree. If you look at the like earlier, I said this, but the the warnings on Chat GPT mm-hmm. says this has implicit bias. Data is old. Don't use this. Yep. And there are every company I know is already trying to use Jet, Chat GPT yep. in their products. So. Like just moving forward with reckless abandon, right? Yep. And and that that's not a open AI company problem, right? That's a societal problem, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing. It's like I think that's happening now. The second part you also said is a misinformation campaign. Mm-hmm. I also think that people are using AI in the news already, and I I'm this is you know lightly proven on stuff I've read, but I haven't I don't have any quotes, but. I believe that's already happening right now. And mm-hmm. if you think about um, election interference mm-hmm. um, in any country, I guarantee you the Russians, China, U.S., they're all using some sort of you know, machine learning and AI algorithms to mm-hmm. um, sway public opinion. So mm-hmm. what we're talking about, though, is very like targeted use cases. Yeah. And what AI is good at is answering all use cases. Yeah. And that's kind of the scary part to me. It's like all of a sudden, um, you know, I think MIT spun up their own version of this mm. and, and quickly shut it down because of some things that it was, it was doing. Mm. Um, so, y- you know, it's, 
it's crazy to think about that we're we're like one step away from disinformation campaign um, uh, chat or disinformation campaigns um, by by targeted machine learning or whatever it is, which is just a subset of AI. But to just make AI do it now, yeah. it's out there. Yeah, yeah, it scares me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I I thought the exact same thing. Misinformation was a but I, I would go in a much more innocent way, but same same outcome. How do you know that they're finding the 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 truth, right? Right. I mean, you go online and you can find ten opinions about anything. So it goes out there, you know, and, and it goes out there and it puts together what it finds, yeah, to be the best answers. And and probably there's a part of the truth is in there at least. Yeah. But but when you have some things that are that are not, or or heck, if you went to a acid questions or something that there is no absolute truth, mm-hmm. there is no. You know, most questions in our society, there's no ex- absolute right or wrong, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, and so so it's not even if it's doing it on its own nefariously or people have, are doing that just by its nature. It's like, well, hey, I'm going to go out there. And read a hundred thousand articles, you know, and beep boop beep boop beep boop beep boop. That's how AI sounds when it's thinking. Um, <laughs> it, thanks for the sound clip. <laughs> it, it comes back and it gives you an answer, and you know, it, it, even if it's not try, even if it has quote unquote morals programmed into it. Yeah, we talked about misinformation, but. I I have a lot of thoughts on marketing in general, the way it's done these days, right? And a lot of it's misinformation, and it it's it's wild for me to sit here and think that I don't have any any intent on buying this new widget, and all of a sudden, because the company knows more about myself than I do, mm-hmm. Meta. Uh, that all of a sudden they put something in front of me. I'm like, oh crap, I need that, and I'm spending money on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a crazy thought, and to do it at scale, Meta's another great example of have have figured out some of these algorithms with this targeted use case. But I I can't imagine some AI that's like, you know what? All we need to do is get them to buy these six things. Um, and after that, we can get them to vote for this person, and then we're going to hook these two people up together, and they're going to talk. And all of a sudden, somebody's got guns going after mm-hmm. anybody. It's it's wild. Yeah, the way you painted that just there, I think it's it's such a tool. It's a tool that could be so effective at facilitating the echo chamber, right? Yep. And you know, it's it's not something that is, you know, I think. It, I guess it could be. I, I want, I'm, I'm thinking about a couple of different scenarios, but the one I'm thinking about right now is just like you're going to ask it things that you care about, and you're going to, you know, that's going to be connected to something else on your phone or in, yep. in the digital sphere that's going to know about you now, and you know what you're looking for and asking for, um, and it, and it's just going to continue to facilitate this. You know, hey, don't don't you worry about thinking about this, because because I'll I'll tell you what to think, and I'll tell you what what you're thinking, because we know it better than you do. So don't don't put the energy or effort in. Um, along similar lines, I think about 
Um, and, and Brett, you've given me the, the inspiration for this thought, but don't, don't take anything bad by it. I love you very much. <laughs> um, but like r- once a week or maybe a couple times a week, you're just like, hey, look what I asked GPT, chat GPT to do for me at work. Like whether it's like writing an email or a letter, you know what I mean? And I think about, you know, what if, what if you can just outsource all of that type, like kind, kind of that like communication to an extent, right? To, to a bot, right? And to an AI and just say, hey, like, this is how I feel. Uh, I, I don't want to be eloquent about this. I don't. I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. But you know, just blah. You know, do, do it this right, and in, start, to start to shortcut the interactions you are having with people, even if they are in the digital, you know, kind of in a digital medium. Um, like, is is there a, a, a future where we're we're shortcutting so much of our interactions to something else that we we lose touch with? what it means to connect or if we have to do it on our own. Like I think about that too and how it could be potentially harmful, you know, and that just connecting the way we do right now, even as distant and as, you know, not effective as, you know, engaging online is today, you know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I do, I use it for a lot of different things that, that I suck at and writing is one of those Mm -hmm. for sure. So, um, and I do it too. I want to say it's not just you. You you've given me inspiration to also yeah. <laughs> ask ChatGPT to compose emails for me as well. Yeah, and, and the and, and I'll take it a little slight uh, on the happier side right now. But I've learned a lot from it. I have just just watching the output of that. The first cut I take at letters now, I've I've changed the way I write in a lot of different ways, like removing stuff like really or sort of or you know, so some ambiguous terms in there that I speak that's more conversational. Um, and it's helped me be more concise thinking about what I'm trying to, to deliver. And so positive there. Um, so AI for teachers. By, by teachers, they don't get paid anything anyway. So yeah, yeah. it's not going to hurt the economy. And I totally say that in jest, but yeah, that's you know, it's like I, a, it's a, some dark humor you're throwing out. Right. I hear, right I, I, I agree with it's you. It's a political and, statement. And what I like is that Brett is scared of AI, but he's making more people use AI. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing it, or is somebody making me make other people use AI? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think. Thanks a lot, Open Chat AI. PT. G G H G T. I think it's actually called the Matrix. Is what we're in right now. Okay, it's interesting. Um, yeah, there's a so there's an exercise out there that's that's all about context. Uh, and Ben, I'm going to tie this back to a point you made earlier. Maybe try to cut it in. But um, there's an exercise that where you say there's just no like concrete right or wrong answers in a lot of cases out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the exercise is you take a picture, um, and you take a, a piece of paper and throw it over the picture and you just kind of open it up an inch at a time and, and you re- reveal part of the picture. And then you say to yourself or, or whoever the audience is like, what are you seeing right now? And it's like, oh, it's, it means nothing to me right now. And that's what, that's how chat GPT is like answering the question. Like I have a little bit of context. Here's what it is. Um, and as you slide it across, you know, obviously the picture comes into focus. You have more context to actually see what's going on. But even at the end, some of these exercises just throw you for a complete loop where it's a, I don't know, a tiger eating a person. But then at the very last second, you're like, oh, it's not eating the person. They're playing. 
Um, and, and so I, I think about that, that lacking context that AI has. Perhaps the scariest part to me right now is that as humans, we will jump to monetize what AI is telling us. AI might have 50% confidence that it's providing good information, but we're going to use it as, as we're 100% confident because, as we know by the news, it pays to be first out there to market, right? So it incentivizes us really to, to ignore the fact that the, the confidence level is so low. Yeah, and that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and we started this with the letter and, you know, we all kind of, you know, looked at it, kind of squinted at it like, oh, really? Uh, but, but as we've been talking, you know, there there is merit in the idea of is is there a responsible way to approach this? And the the thing that I'm confronted with, it's it's almost like, okay, I think it's almost too late. It's almost like, you know, who's to say what is and what isn't, right? With this technology being a thing that exists, um, you know, there's no way that you're, I think, ever going to get a consensus on how to to limit it, how to put boundaries on it, you know, what it can and can't do, right? I think, um, and, and not even in a political sense, but I, I think a lot of this is going to, you know, get political. That'll be a thing for, for much of our future, if not forever. Um, well, Andrew, Andrew Yang was one of the people that signed that letter. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, for sure. I mean, that's, you know, so it's, it's out there. Like it's going to be something that people are always deciding like what, what is and what isn't. Meanwhile, it's taking off, right? It's gone. Right. And there are people who are smarter than us, smarter than people who are going to try to put boundaries on it that are just going to do what they want and keep going. And, you know, who's I think again at the pace that it's heading right now, it's almost like, yeah, it's a little too late. You yeah. kind of just have to see how it's gonna shake out. And um, you know, you know, I think the the thing like the thing that's that's cool is like conversations like this amongst the common person, I think is might might be a saving grace of sorts to be like, hey yeah, like I use Chat GPT to help me do this thing. Um, and this is the outcome. And for, for friends and people to be like, oh, really, well, did you think about this? Or, oh, really, that's a weird thing. I would have thought it would more like this, right? And to you know, have that, that co- context come from that end yeah. could be the thing that saves uh, our, our humanity, right? Like if we are heading towards AI end of the world, again, which I could totally see, <laughs> like the thing that's going to save us or what will be left or you know, the shit that we do when we're not on our phones. Yeah. It's funny you say that. And I'm like, you know, the, what was it? Orson Welles, uh, had the, the, the radio show, um, I don't know, fifties. When, when was it? And, and he predicted like, was it aliens or something? Well, it, it was war of the worlds. War of the worlds. Of the yeah. worlds yep. right. And that's what, yeah. And, and I almost feel like it's someday, like we can be sitting here having this podcast and we're like, Oh What's that? What's that in the window? Oh, it's a plane crashing, and, and it's like a movie starting, right? Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. like shit's starting to go wrong real fast, and, yep. you know, and we're like, ah, ha, ha, we're having a fun podcast, and uh, all all of a sudden the world's just burning around us. You know, the, and you mentioned it earlier, but the one scenario that I have also been thinking about, and I'd love for us to to break down a bit, is you know systems infrastructure and yep. how AI can potentially mess that whole situation up right so i don't know if you remember it and i am forgetting the the company that it actually happened to 
Um, but it was a, a natural gas pipeline company who um, their systems were compromised, mm-hmm. held for ransom, um, you know, essentially, you know, shut down and colonial pipeline. Thank you. It was colonial pipeline. And, um, you know, the, the way that that business was able to get out of that was they, they paid the ransom. Right. And they let, you know, the, the hackers get like, and there was nothing you really could, you had to make decisions. It was all economically driven. It was, you know, safety driven. Like it was all, all these good reasons of like, okay, yeah, we got to pay the bad guys. Cause we gotta, you gotta keep the, this is a, a piece of people's lives and fabric of society we need to get going. Yeah. So I think about that con and that with that plus, you know, an AI, you know, if you teach an AI to do something like that, like, you know, take over and you're successful, mm-hmm. um, you know, at what point are you, are you able to control it? Are you able to reverse it? Are you like, those are the things that I, I think are super scary because the moment that you build something that doesn't let go or that you, you lose true control of, right. at what point you're just like, well, fuck, like, yeah, you got to bomb the, the data center yeah our plants it's like a, you'd have to start mm-hmm. over right yeah. like on something like completely yeah so. and then you have to there there's going to be iterations of whatever happens assuming we let it get that far but it, at some point it's going to be like ha ah, i know what you're going to do because i see six moves ahead of you and so i'm going to stash this you know this bit of code that's going to spin me right back up um and i I just don't see how that's avoidable in some cases. And, you know, it, it, it all depends on if the, the AI or if it's sentient in any way and it's got these goals, right? Mm-hmm. And what is the goal and how does it interpret that goal? And I don't know. It's a, it's a fun and scary thought to me, mm-hmm. uh, both. But I think it's going to be here really, really fast. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree with that. Yeah. And there's there's no way other people aren't taking this open source technology and already figuring out how to to hack with it, make money with it, uh, break crypto. I mean, if you can build it, build an application that makes money legit, right? Like for sure, you can do it. Yeah, uh, black hat style. Yeah. In some ways, it's already like you said, it's already here. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's some of that you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube on you know mm-hmm. um but you know in a in a lot of ways though it's like uh and, and i i just wonder where this is gonna go and i as we're sitting here thinking about like apocalyptic things and kind of fun to to go down there i'm like you know can can you contain you know i'm almost like a can can you contain it right. to to servers in this right yeah. like, how do you actually isolate this thing how, how do you actually isolate, isolate it yeah. yeah i mean um especially if it doesn't want to be yeah <laughs> dun, dun, dun. oh and and good you you've said this taylor that that we're also rely upon reliant upon the internet we get to that point what's the first thing we have to do shut down the internet yeah yeah at that point that's what i mean like you you build something and it takes over in a very meaningful way there's no just like uh can we beat it can we like build it no it's like you shut it down right you shut it down and if you turn it back on like what you can you turn it back on probably not i mean it's Again, unless there's, I don't see it's just like something you, oh, you're going to do the, like the computer restart. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Right. Like, I I don't think it's going to, I'm not a tech guy, but I imagine it's not going to work like that. Yeah. I, I, it's, 
it it could work like that. Mm-hmm. But but again, like if if the if truly it's like a nefarious AI somehow, yeah. it's not gonna let you do that. Yeah, I think if a bad actor is trying to exit, you know, do something, right? They would plan for that. It almost sounds like we all agree that we need to like really think about this, pause it. The letter, whatever, maybe not the right people, maybe, maybe the right sentiment, but it just didn't didn't sit with us as usual as, as people with power and money tell us what to do. We're like, no, we're, we're too jaded, right? Yeah. You, the sincerity is just you can't get past, you know, our, our jadedness. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so, so I'm continuing down that path. <laughs> it's like if not these people, you know, because I'm looking at history of of did Meta regulate themselves um, for things? Has Google regulated themselves properly? Um, and so if if not these folks, then who, and it's a mix of people, obviously. So let's say if it's not the tech industry, self-regulation, um, then who it's, if it's politicians, well, that, that seems, I don't know, scary uh, also. Yeah. Right? Um, it, so who like, well, I, I think it, it, there's no singular answer. And, and I think it would be, it's, it's, uh, cause when I look at it, so as I was uncovering the other problems of it, or potential problems is, you know, copyright. So you think about somebody that, um, you know, asks, asks AI to make a picture for them. Can they copyright that? Is that their picture? They're the one that gave the AI instructions. Does it belong to AI? You know, can, can you copyright that? Can, you know, what happens follow up to that? What if you start a picture and you can't quite finish, finish it? Or maybe you can, I, I can draw the outline of a bear, but I want AI to put fur on my bear. And again, who, who owns that? What about music? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I can sing, but I can't do instruments. Ask AI to put some guitar riffs and drums behind me. I sing, is that my song? Do I, you know, so movies, I mean, we could, you know, I, I can spin out of control with that, right? But, you know, and then, and then you just keep going down the road, you know, books and, and, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I think there's probably a whole copyright part of that, which is huge. Then you think about the educational system, colleges, you know, universities, all this, like where does, you know, plagiarism, like where does that fall? That's a probably you know i mean that that's been something they've been fighting for a long time now this just made it a whole lot harder um especially when you ask you know to to talk in my tone right or or misspell these what this word (laughs) (laughs) to to show things up right and it sounds like you're you're saying there's a there's a little bit out there uh in in place for regulation but it needs to be updated uh, well, I, I was actually, so to, to bring it back to like the point of the letters, I was just saying that there's going to be, I think there probably has to be, there, there's going to be some regulations that get put on it, but I think all these people are going to have to get involved. Yeah. And then also like advertising, right? I mean, you can't advertise, I don't even think you can advertise tobacco at all anymore, but, but you, you can't advertise alcohol towards kids. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's this copyright piece that needs to write, you know, I, and I guess where I'm really going with this is there is not one over 
seer group that can regulate this. Right. It will have to be, I mean, in, unless it came from like the Supreme Court that said, yes, you can, or yes, you can't. Other than that, there is no one singular group that can help regulate this. It's going to come from many, many, many different places, which is, and the unfortunate part is, is that that means that it's going to be a long, hard process. Say that again, Ben. <laughs> it's going to be really long and really hard, I this agree. process. <laughs> a lot of people are going to get fucked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well said. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sorry to keep talking, but I, I just, one, one more thing on what you said, the War of the Worlds. Like, this might be the straw that broke the camel's back to do more regulation with information in this country. Like, like I said, I, I brought up, so War of the Worlds, right? They, he read that and, you know, everyone went, or many people went into mass hysteria, thought it yeah. was real. Mm-hmm. So they had to put disclosures and do things around it. And I wonder if this is finally kind of getting to that point, the, the breaking point, where they're like, holy cow, what have we, yeah. what, what do we have? for way too long. Yeah, and, and, and then that would even come back over, you know, some social media things and, mm-hmm. and, and even like a Wikipedia where it's supposed to be for, for good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, it's such an interesting topic because I, w- one of the rifts, obviously, in this world is, is and I don't want to make this political at all, but people are fighting like uh, side by side for freedom, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think both sides are claiming freedom. Um, you know, I, I saw that the TikTok ban, um, you know, being talked about, and one of the conservative news channels was like, uh, China doesn't have problems with, with TikTok, and they use it for education. And I'm like, are you really saying that we should have a communist, like, lose freedom of speech like that's what i'm hearing there's a reason that yeah that is the way that is and i don't think it's what you're arguing (laughs) and it's like both sides like just just bend these these things to their will Mm -hmm. um and getting past that i I don't see how politics even can play a hand in this but i also don't see how it can't you know capitalism is gonna do this like there's this responsible capitalism piece that's completely missing right now for me so here's a Here's a full circle kind of theory and, and train of thought, if you will. And it's, I'm, I'm going to use some of Ben's stuff and I'm going to use some of what you just said, Brett. All right, mash it together. I'm going to mash it all together. All right, so, it. you know, I, your, your comment, Ben, on you need a, uh, you know, kind of an, an overarching, you know, uh, kind of a group, a, a, a collective, if you will, that kind of transcends. Uh, even like U.S. politics, right? You almost need like a global coalition to like really weigh in on this. And, you know, just thinking about that, you're like, how? Okay, well, we're, let, me, let me go to the next okay. step. Oh, boy. So I think to kind of answer your question, and, you know, Brett, you know, you kind of say, hey, like, you know, like people are going to twist and bend this in the ways that are beneficial to them or that they think is, you know, you know, what, for whatever motivations and reasons they have, right. they're, they're going to use it, right? It's out there. It's happening. I kind of almost think the next thing is like you are going to have to actually hit that apocalypse. You're going to have to, you know, hit that that moment that really wakes everyone up because until 
we get burnt by it. I don't think you're going to get to the point where people are really thinking about this in a, all right, how do we do this responsibly? Like, how do we do this where, okay, yeah, I had these motives of, you know, you know, I wanted to financially gain from this. I wanted to make sure that I had the prestige around this, right? But, oh, hey, you know, we've, we've reached this cataclysmic event in global society that, has really demonstrated we better figure this shit out because right. we if we if we let it keep going this way, um, it's going to take us out if it hasn't already right in some f- form or fashion. And so I almost think you've got to go through an apocalypse and come out on the other side to be like, we learned this lesson the hard way. I just if, as you look at human history, if we're not very good at learning lessons unless it's the hard way. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think that's that's what it's going to take. But when we get there, <laughs> those of us that are left, I think, you know, to to really create something that, again, I think transcends every, you know, kind of the, the notion of how we engage as humanity around the globe. Not just, I think, you know, it's very easy for us, I think, to get kind of get trapped in our, hey, like we live in the U.S. And so it'd be great if we, like as the U.S. could get our, our shit together and regulate this, right? Well, that has any bearing on how China's regulating this. Guaranteed, they're going to be, you know, the world power in the next decade, you know, above the U.S. You know, you've got actors like in Russia, you know, you've got people that are, you know, it's like it's a global community. It's like, how do you create a true global community that, you know, can really align themselves on a topic and 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 do something good for the for the betterment of humanity? Um, and I don't think there's a lot, if any, examples of that, you know, that we can really pull from. So what we're, we're heading into is new territory. It's just like yeah. uncharted waters in the truest of senses. I feel like I say the tragedy of commons a lot, but it, it feels like that. And mm-hmm. what, what if just play it out, China becomes new world power. Mm-hmm. Um, they, do they have incentive now to even even regulate this in a fair way whatever it is because you know they they believe they know what everybody should be acting like and behaving mm-hmm. like and mm-hmm. the rights they should have mm-hmm. um and it we we can't even agree on that right yeah and that's what i mean like what what type of event and what type of occurrence is gonna you know bring people and and powers around the world together right now you i say people right but it's really going to be powers right that are so diametrically opposed on a variety of topics to on one topic be like ah yeah let's do it like this and let's find a good way to to put guardrails on this yeah it's it is a thing of of fiction science fiction since we're talking ai yeah it it feels like a full circle moment almost (laughs) where like if i were to, to write a script about this all of a sudden there are no government. I mean, it's like zombie apocalypse. We see there's no governments. You have to like actually build stuff and grow stuff and, and trade with people and talk and work together. Mm-hmm. Um, because as soon as you start letting the, these power, um, the power consolidate in areas, that's when, that's when you start to, to creep back in, in the same direction. Brent, mm-hmm. you should ask ChatGPT to write you a movie script where it takes over the world and what happens. And see what see what it puts, spits out. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> I, I'm I'm quite confident that there's probably already online you could find several people <laughs> that have asked some very similar questions. Yeah. And it, and read them. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the influencer space is going crazy with this right now yeah. too and some of it is fully driven by AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I like the global coalition thought to, as, as a solve, or at least a. I mean, we have to have some form for communication and, and conversation. My fear right now is coming from, um, if you think about, let's just play the letter out again and say people are like, yeah, let's stop this. Let's pause right now. Mm-hmm. From that moment forward, who's going to be actually making advances in AI? The people who don't like to follow rules. The black the, hats. The nefarious actors. Right. Yeah. And then, then we're losing ground. Yeah. And that, that sounds like a, a complete like U.S. military view, right? Like we've got to keep spending, mm-hmm. take control, topple governments. Well, Brett, let me, let me ask you a couple questions. Yeah. Fire away. So, do, and you might not know the answer. Yep. I got uh, are there any other? Does yeah. That. Are there any other countries that are working on this like we are? Um, I I don't know the answer to that one, but I I for sure know that this is open source technology. So, if it's not a national country, there are people around the world using it. I, I get that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just saying like, you know, so f- I mean, I, that's like the first thing is it's funny. Like every, everything I'm, I've seen, of course, I'm in the United States. I recognize that as all U S based companies, of course, when, once you start opening up to like a global, like, Hey, let's try to get everybody involved. I mean, you can't listen to China. They, the only, the, I, I, I feel pretty strongly about that. You can't listen to China on anything like this. I mean, because this is really like almost like a, First Amendment, you know, freedom of speech. Like it's it's to that level, right? Like it's a uh, man. If you're going to talk about love, you've got to allow the hate, yeah, because mm-hmm. you can't truly have free speech without both. Mm-hmm. And China and other countries like that absolutely do not <laughs> yeah. allow that to happen. So I guess you know. So it, it's. It's a balance the force, you will. <laughs> it's a big uh, a chosen one. Oh, yeah. I see. Who, who actually messes it all up? Yep. I got you. I got you. <laughs> no, but it's so it's it's very interesting, and that's that's what I. So when I got to the end, I, I mean, not even the the end of the very little thimbleful of information I know. I know it's crazy. Is is I'm like this is reminds me very much of a of a you know freedom of speech maybe coming a little bit of a pivot here, but like I've thought about that with like Twitter and some of these things as I'm like, and man, I, you know, I, I look at it and I'm like, well, you can't block somebody because you don't like what they're saying. It, it's hard. You know, there there's, and, and there's a very, very fine line between getting to say whatever you want to say, however awful it is. and and free speech. Mm-hmm. And and this is really kind of where we're at with that, right? We need a lawyer right yeah. now. Yeah. To, to <laughs> but, talk through some of this stuff. But yeah. but so, you know, hey, that might be that's that might be really interesting. Yeah. But but anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like I I've I've really I've thought about that myself. Like I'm like, man, it's so tough. Cause how do you and 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 I promise, you know, humanity is not a good the, having the majority of the people think that something is wrong or right does is not a good judge in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just you know and, and actually a lot of times and kind of like what i touched back on that letter like the more often that is my very first thing when i'm like oh uh, all the actors want to talk about this i instantly disagree mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. <laughs> and and I'm like, huh, okay. So they they all got together at a at a at a dinner where they're having thousand dollar bottles of wine, talking about you know existential problems and they've all come to this this exact same thought that they're all going to put out share exactly the same way mm -hmm. yeah that seems very uh free thought to me now that is that's total bs yeah so any anyway sorry i went on a little bit of a rant there but i'm, I'm just saying to, to to bring it all back home i think at the end of the day this is like a, a first amendment freedom of speech type of you know, situation. That's a big part of it for sure. And I, I know I, I say we need a lawyer because I know the free, free speech, the, the first amendment, you know, covers free speech as a broad category, yeah. but it's also, it also protects you from like misrepresentation, um, in, in very specific, although it's obviously very protected and, and strict and, and how you can chase it down. Right. So it's not total free speech. It's free speech with these conditions. Yeah. Well, fi fire in a movie theater. Yep. Yeah. Protected exactly. categories of people, right? You can't, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. but the other stuff, and what, that's what if there's a fire. <laughs> well, Sorry. then you can. No, but, um, no, but then that's, but then that's where I also was bringing up that, that it's not, you know, free speech doesn't cover everything right. if you have a copy righted copy writ, written wrote, copy co co copy if wrote. my book is copy <laughs> route written i don't even isn't that copy funny rooted yeah <laughs> and now i can't say it and you know, we're lost yeah. <laughs> and now we're in a hole no but I, you know then then that's you know that is you know like no one else can take that and talk about it all these different groups would have to enforce it. It wouldn't be just under a one big umbrella. Yeah. Like they're, you know, somebody would be like, no, that, that's my song. Well, let, let's go to court and find out whose song it is, which would be very different than, no, you can't go try to um, get young kids to join a terrorist group. Or you can't exploit X, Y, Z, you know, children, you know, children's just an easy one to keep, you You know, mm -hmm. you can't exploit children and market alcohol to 10-year-olds. Right. So th this is an interesting moment in my head because I think about, so let's just take copyright right now. And, and I think AI has the potential to really do that at scale, right? Like violate copyright mm -hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. Our legal system, however, is not set up to handle that type of scale for all these requests. So, absolutely. No. So, what's the answer? Mm -hmm. AI legal system. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. No. We already no. know ChatGPT is passing the bar like crazy, yeah. right? No. Yeah. There we go. I think no. we just solved the entire issue. With AI. <laughs> it's come full circle. <laughs> I have an AI bot for this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like like for schools. So uh, a kid uses chat GPT to write a paper. Can the teacher then use chat chat GPT to determine whether that paper was written by right. chat GPT? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Seriously. Crazy I mean, what that's, you just did there, Ben. Whoa. Yeah. It would, it would depend on, um, open AI as a company making that possible. Pro part of the problem right now with AI is the fact that it's a black box mm -hmm. is, you cannot go in and look at the algorithm to see how a decision was arrived. And that's why 
that's why like fighting the bias in these systems is so hard because it takes information, it builds models internally, and then it can output information. But that black box in the middle is the, the key to everything. Yep. Brett, what does a six-month pause on AI development and you know release do in your mind? What my mind? Yeah, you. Um, yeah, I, I think that's just enough time to make it super political, so nothing comes of it. To be perfectly honest, like it, I, I mean, in in a real world, if we take the leaders of all these tech companies and give them six months, they're they're not going to start doing stop doing their internal development. Um, but but they're going to really figure out how to make their business successful with some guidelines for the industry, which may or may not be a good thing. I don't I don't know what it is, but I don't. I don't think that's, I don't think that's enough time. There has, there's some a regulatory piece here, um, and and maybe that's the important part. Is it really gives enough influential people enough time to put at least some basic regulation in place that that stops some some very bad things from happening, right? Like six months. Our goal should be get a fail safe in place if something starts going horribly wrong, like we have the legal ability to, in a split second, shut all this shit down until we can actually figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That would, that would probably be my, my hope for it. I don't know what would happen. I, I, I strongly think it would get super political and it would just go haywire. Yeah. Yeah. I think your question is interesting, Ben, because it, it is two, two totally divergent, kind of thoughts that I have on that. One is like, it'll never happen, right? Any letter is going to be non-binding. Any, any sincere like effort to have folks stop, you're just throwing fuel on the fire. At that point, people are going to try to go faster. And I think that's what's happening now, right? Just the fact that it's being talked about. But playing out the scenario where, okay, we actually are that people are going to be like, all right, all right, let's, let's take a six-month pause and, and you know get together with some others and see what we need to do. I, I totally agree with Brad. I think it kind of goes nowhere. I think the motivations and the people that are controlling the narrative and the technology right now um, are just not thinking like that. I think they're more invested in making the technology better. They're more invested in, um, you know, seeing how it can work for them, that those motives are just going to clash and conflict. And when it gets to the political sphere and you're talking about regulation, Again, and they're talking about in America, right? Like, U.S. regulation goes nowhere these days when you've got the structure that we've got right now, right? It just doesn't go anywhere. Um, and, and I'd even dare to say that, you know, our political system is more aligned on, you know, kind of some of these matters around, like, technology and how to control it or not. Um, you know, but even at that, I don't, I don't think it's enough for anything to happen. My hope would be also what Brett said, is that, Okay, if six months we're gonna we're gonna come into this. Let's make a goal. Let's let's actually discuss what the the objective is, and not just say, "Hey, we're gonna pause and stop and just catch our breath." Like you got to have an outcome in mind, and a fail safe I think is a great idea. Um, you know, maybe some basic framework of you know how how we're gonna let this thing how we're gonna let this technology inter interface with. I think of the major systems that run and, and keep us living comfortable lives. 
power, water, utility, um, first responder services, like things like that, I think should be the focus of let's make these things as bulletproof as we can to, to bad actors or otherwise, right, before we start to play around with it. So that's my take. What's yours? I, um, yeah, I don't think that six months would do anything. I don't think it'd slow down. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think six months does anything. And, you know, and as I'm just sitting here listening and, and as I was, uh, again, doing a little bit of reading before this, I, I getting like some of the programmers that were working on this project, like would release certain segments and, and, you know, they'd talk about, well, aren't you excited about this? And, and they're kind of, and they were kind of saying like, well, we've released a whole bunch of stuff and then people don't get excited about it. So, and, and where I'm going with this is that, so they literally, they might not know yet what is going to be exciting and not exciting and what's going to take off. Right. I mean, you could say, so, I mean, heck, you know, our, somebody we like to make fun of meta, right? I mean, they thought VR was going to take off. They invested a lot of money in that and they were wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, so it, it, it's hard. So I, 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 I guess what I would hope a, a letter could accomplish is maybe just, you know, hopefully the CEOs of these companies maybe just say, okay, hey, before we mass release things, maybe we can have a, 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 a round the table session or talk about this, or at least maybe a, a, a fail safe at the, at the minimum. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we are off to the races already. So if if you Taylor were to say I am some percentage anxious and some percentage excited where would you land I am <laughs> and it's changed through the course of this conversation yeah, right? for sure it has um I'm 70% anxious 30% oh, wow. excited yeah and I think a lot of it comes from, you know, when, when I tap into my inner psychology, you fear the things you don't understand. Yeah. And it's something that I don't understand. And when I start to think about what might be possible or what could happen, I start to get more anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, how about you? I am 90% excited. Wow. Dang. So I, I kind of went in with the apocalypse and talked about that, but like... Man, the positive, you like what this can do, and like, and and all the things that can help people with. Full full disclosure: Ben's entire script was written by AI. That's why ended <laughs> in ninety ten. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm fifty fifty. Okay, like I, I know I, I talk very. I, I think I emphasize the the scary parts for me more than anything. But I think um, there, to Ben's point, there's a lot of positivity to come out of this stuff mm-hmm. if done right. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Boardroom in the Basement. Join us next time when we talk about the more positive side of AI. Thanks for listening. <laughs>